Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And I'm Anna Grace. And I'm going to start with something that I know Anna Grace, I hear, is going to disagree with me on, but she's wrong. Um, Netflix has made a Christmas film. Yes, it has. And it is called... Is is this the one with yes. Kurt Russell? Yes. yes, it is. Okay, I, like... <laughs> I listen like ever <laughs> since I saw Tombstone, like yeah. I kind of fell in love with Kurt Russell. Jenna is head over heels in love with Kurt Russell. Has has she seen like no. Big Trouble in? No. Oh, she, do- she only knows him as the dad from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Dose. That's it? That is all she Oh, it's the tip of the ice. <laughs> How comfortable are you with your children watching Tarantino films? Uh, fine with me. Okay. <laughs> hateful, hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. Hateful Eight's really And good. he also plays the, uh, what's, uh, he's kind of the equivalent of like the Jason Voorhees of Death Proof. I was going to start him with the computer wore tennis shoes. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, we can go the other direction if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. Death Proof, he plays a guy named <laughs> Stuntman Mike. And what he does... Stuntman. Stuntman Mike, he has a Death Proof car for him. Okay. Basically, he lures... this movie? <laughs> he lures people into his car, like gets them to ride with him, like uh, under, like... They're, they're not necessarily like shady terms, but he gets them to get in the car with him. Then he rolls the car and murders his victims... That, that is way. very useful. That is the and useful way to kill someone. It's a Tarantino someone. movie. When did that come out? Came out oh six oh seven something like that. It's That's actually a very useful. It way is. To kill someone. It is one of the most underappreciated and underseen wow. um, Tarantino films. Shot in Knoxville, Tennessee. I I was either pregnant with Jenna or having Jenna, and so there you go. Stuff, was, stuff was still going on whenever. I, know, I, know. I, I only a, know him as how, the ego from Guardians of the Galaxy two. Uh, do, you, do you know who Snake Plissken is? No. Oh, wow. I, I just rewatched Escape that, by the way. from New York. Like, there's a sequel, uh, Escape okay. from L.A. Like, yeah, don't bother. Don't, don't bother with it. Okay. Pretty much anything he ever did with John Carpenter. Okay. Like, you need to treat that as the Gospels of Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Is this when he's young Kurt Russell or Kurt Russell as he looks now? Okay, Kurt Russell, I'm going to tell you, Kurt Russell was... Kurt Russell was the Zac Efron of Disney before, or even there was the Zac, Zac Morris Efron. of. And the last words supposedly out of Walt Disney's mouth were Kurt Russell. Really? Because he, he used to be a Disney kid. I'm just saying the last. It's either the last person he talked to or the last wow. word. I'm just I saying. I think it would be the last person he talked to. Cause I don't li- listen. I wasn't word, there. I wasn't there. I'm know. not permitted to talk to Walt's frozen head. Okay, but <laughs> I don't so, know. Maybe you can. So here's the thing. Maybe it'll respond. You don't and know. Grace, I'm going to put this in perspective. Um, he was born the same year as one of your aunts, the oldest of my sisters. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's not her. Anyway, um, and he was making movies for Disney since he was a teenager. Okay. And now, he has never stopped. I want to say even like maybe preteen. Yeah. I think maybe it's like under ten. Yeah. Too. What was his first movie? We don't have time to go through everything because we're going <laughs> to go I, off on honestly, a tangent. Honestly, you're not. I don't think you're far off with uh, computer wear tennis shoes. That I think that was one of his earlier starring ones. 
Uh, he just... Okay, question. Mm-hmm. In Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the young version... Oh, no, it's an Elvis movie. That was his first movie. He has a, a one-line speaking role in an Elvis movie. And funny, funny enough, like... One of the first films he does with John Carpenter mm-hmm. is a movie that he plays, guess? Elvis. Elvis. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Also, Will, anything Kurt <laughs> Russell does, his TV movies, like his theatrically released movies, his Marvel movies, his John Carpenter movies, watch everything that Kurt Russell is in. Okay. Here's- After I watch everything Tom Hiddleston is in. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> Kurt Russell, huge Disney kid star. In 1979, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell makes a movie with the only woman he ever married, Susan Hubley. And, Did they get married? Yeah, and divorced, uh, obviously. Okay. And right. it was Elvis. And in 1979 and 80, that's all you heard. Was, Elvis, 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 Elvis. Was Kurt Russell as oh. Elvis because it was so extraordinary. Now, we're going to jump into Netflix territory. <gasps> and Kurt Russell is Santa. In The Christmas Chronicles. How did Jenna come to fall in love? Because Santa, and I've got to look it up. I'm sure that was a little Steven in there. But Santa sings a song. Oh, All Elvisified. It it, really is. Well, that makes perfect. Yes. I was already going to watch this thing, but I'm just like, you just signed, sealed, (laughs) delivered. It is amazing. And I don't even like. I don't even like Christmas that much. I love Kurt Russell more than Kurt, I love Kurt, 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 Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. I totally enjoyed this movie. Like mm. I, ha- I don't know what her deal is with it. Okay, I didn't hate it, but honestly, Kurt Russell was fine. It was the other I, actors sh- sh- that annoyed me. I, oh. Okay, I thought you were going right. to go in a different place, no, 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 and I was no, about no. to have to say, <laughs> "I'm gonna no. unplug your mic." I'm not. Gonna- Ruin. We don't we don't disrespect Kurt Russell. I know here. we don't disrespect. I'm not going to ruin Russell. Mrs. Santa for you, uh, but, but the, the kid. It's actors. extremely satisfying, and it starts with Oliver Hudson. <laughs> Oliver Hudson is in it, and Oliver he raised Oliver, but he's not his biological father. This is but. It is. This is fascinating. Delightful. I'm I'm mad I didn't watch this the moment like, I know. it appeared in the I mean, queue. I am going to watch it again. Why? Kurt Russell's hair, first of all. <laughs> it Kurt is. Russell. Oh my goodness! Like, Followed by Kurt Russell's hair. Oh my goodness! It's second, like only to it's like glorious. an original Picasso. Like it's just it's full and voluminous. Like I'd worship his beard oh. if it was a religion. Fair enough. So oh. okay, but, he, but the great wrong. part is, hold on, hold on, he's clearly he's Kurt Russell sized. But he's Santa, so the running joke is... I'm not that fat. Do I really look like that? I Take that, like fat that. Santa. Is my butt really that... It's just it's just amusing. And he has all the knowledge of Santa, of course. Okay, question. Would you have watched the movie if Kurt Russell wasn't in it? There. I don't know. I mean, for me, that's why... Probably, probably eventually. But, yeah, eventually. I mean, keep in mind, that's why you put an actor of note in any role. Like, because either, nobody's going to care about these stupid Either to get actors. somebody to go, like, the first weekend to see a movie. Like, okay, when you put Dwayne Johnson in something... You go you, see it for you Dwayne have, Johnson. You have quadrupled right. the possibility <laughs> yeah. of somebody going to see it opening weekend. Because it's Dwayne friggin' Johnson. Because first of all, I thought, Kurt Russell is Santa? See, you, huh. you and I had similar reactions, except mine was... Kurt Russell is Santa! <laughs> and it's 
the the way they portray Santa's ability to go from from chimney to chimney, in my mind, that must be how it actually works. Not in and, mine. Oh, it's mine. It's great. There's just it's kind of like that uh, Back to the Future logic. Yes. Where you it's like, well, I don't think we can actually time travel, but if we can, that seems like the way you do it. Well, yes. Okay. So, would it be a spoiler if I said how he did it? How he went from chimney to chimney? I guess not. So basically, he Santa goes chimney to chimney. He does. He just. Um, he just appears in like red smoke. And it's it's almost like red chimney. fairy dust. Yeah, like fairy dust fairy and dust. smoke. This isn't like uh, the Adventures of Sabrina, where like no. Santa's like, <laughs> no. and and I call upon the dark. <laughs> <laughs> It's, There's he, a reason I wear red. Blah, blah, blah. It's as if he took Melania's trees, they all burned a bright red, and then he could go chimney to chimney. The The reindeer are great. Uh, it's just, at the very beginning, I thought, this is going to be your typical sappy Christmas movie, which has everything in it that you people find comforting, hey, but it's just... Your I Hallmark, it was your Hallmark of, Christmas that's what I thought, movie, yeah. Because... First of all, it's not a Disney movie, but it starts with these parents and, and their good, kids are good. aging and clearly they love Christmas. So it's just videotaping of them. And then you can just feel it in your You know, heart. you know one, one of them's, them's not going to make it. One of them. But yeah, one Oliver of them. Hudson, the dad, was a firefighter and how, he runs into a How building. angry do you think Tim Allen is? That he, <laughs> I know. He's just like, I Santa Claus is my territory, Russell. <laughs> And I really do enjoy or actually, it'd the be probably Santa more Claus like, movies. Oh? I think Tim Allen is Santa. I dig that whole thing happening. But this. Yes, Mom, we know you worship when Kurt Russell. You're going to. No, 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 no. Your, your mother and I yeah. yes, worship you, Kurt Mom, Russell. You are going to either call me or text me. When Santa ho ho ho. Oh God! I'm, please. The, I'm gonna tell you right now. The kids may stay up late tonight. How long is this thing? An hour and a half, maybe. Uh, yeah, we I can, can do look that. Up, oh I can yeah, look yeah, up yeah. How long it is? It's. I, I truly enjoyed it, and there was enough different to it that it wasn't the same Christmas Santa story. Which I mean plagues a lot of. Um, there's I'm, only so much gold you can there mine are out of. I'm gonna say there are wormholes. I saw things that I called wormholes. Okay, here's the thing. On the poster on Netflix for it, you look at it, and Kurt Russell looks great. But, like, okay, <laughs> the girl right there. Where are posters? The poster yeah. thing on here. The, uh, I'm sure there's some the poster. Is there a physical location for Netflix? <laughs> the, the, whatever it's called. Okay, yeah. The, the wallpaper. The looks way too old for, like, how she actually is in the movie. and Well, she's actually... Ten years old. Well, yeah, know, but she looks like listen, the way they've drawn her. Listen, she looks the like cast of Greece. Irrelevant. The cast of Greece. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, irrelevant. whatever. Yeah, they. Whatever. Don't, don't, don't. Were any of them don't under pull 40? Greece into this? Okay. Do not. Here's the point. The, the middle-aged Chronicles, cast of Greece. Do not pull Greece into <laughs> the this. Christmas Chronicles. Just looking at my Facebook feed, I, I see these these people have watched it, and then it's like exclamation point, exclamation point. It is pushing a lot of buttons on. And I'm but digging it. But is it Thor Ragnarok? It is not Thor few Ragnarok. Few things but are. But I'm going to say for, for a Christmas movie that it isn't White Christmas, which I adore. White Christmas. I really like this movie, and I plan to watch it again. 
Well, again, I don't. Netflix. You don't have to. Netflix had had kind of hooked me with that, but the fact that I'm getting a good review behind it as mm-hmm. well, I don't know that it's a holiday masterpiece yet. Obviously, uh, I haven't got to say see masterpiece, it, but, but like maybe at least a a one in the the holiday queue. If you'll for sure, I, I yeah, I'm in for that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's that. I also watched a Walt Disney documentary, which I. I think was on Netflix. And I saw things that I, I did not even know. Now, they did not address his frozen head, which kind of bugged me. But Well, when they reanimate it, they'll probably have a, a special yeah. on CNN or something I mean, for it. Walt Disney came from a, I'm going to say upper middle class family. So mm-hmm. way, way, way back in the day, there's footage of him as a kid and his family, which you just usually don't get. No, not for somebody of that Time that period. age. Yeah. yeah, there's a there. It's it's not like you know today where there's there's footage on YouTube mm-hmm. of kids doing everything. It's an hour right. and forty four minutes. Yeah, you can totally watch that. Anyway, so it was fascinating how uh, they were talking to his animators. They talked to one of his daughters. Just all of the connections, like they did with that Johnny Cash thing we saw. Yes, that was also an excellent documentary. But we can't binge on too many documentaries. That was also on Netflix, right? I think so. Okay, we'll we'll discuss that a later time because, you know, we actually know them. Um, I learned stuff about Walt Disney I simply didn't know. I didn't know that he lied to get into World War One, And then uh, it ended and he stayed in France for a year just being a delivery cleanup guy with the with the army and stuff. It's like, what, what, if- huh? If you completely discount, like, all of the things he did, the company that he parlayed, mm-hmm. like, that we that basically owns everything now, if you take all of that out of his life, he's still a reasonably fascinating yes. character. I didn't know that um, the first animated film that won him an Oscar, he, much like Kevin Smith did, he mortgaged everything, he used every yeah. penny he could— to reshoot it in color because he had the vision that color was where it's at. Well, I mean, like okay. a lot of people don't Did remember you... this. The uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, like everybody told him that was a stupid idea. Yeah, really? Like, yeah, they were like, what are you doing? A feature length cartoon? Because then Hell, you yeah, saw I know, cartoons sil- before movies. Yeah, it was a. I mean, they just—they told him it's insane. You will never make your money, but that you're going to bankrupt your company. Uh, no, what are no. you doing? Comes out. I want to. Is it was thirty-seven? It, I was going to say it's the same mm-hmm. year or near the same year as Gone with the, Gone wind. With the yeah. wind and Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's thirty-nine. This is right before. I Pretty believe. sure it's like, thirty-seven becomes one of the highest-grossing films adjusted for inflation. I believe is still in the top ten mm-hmm. uh, highest-grossing films of all time. Basically. That movie bankrolls what Disney becomes. Like he had, he had kind of put together a not a fortune, but a reasonable sum of money doing like Steamboat Willie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is the movie that starts allowing Walt Disney to become the Walt Disney is the entity that we know him as, or not even him. I guess the company as it is today. I find it funny that the fairy tales he used. When you look back on their history, they are extremely dark. And I'm thinking, how did you manage to make that so lighthearted? Like um, in Cinderella. Well, of- the the other half of it, you already have brand recognition. And almost know. all of those 
are in public domain. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But like in Cinderella, uh, at the end of it, she Talking sends- Talking about the cutting the heels. Yeah, like they cut off, the heels. Yeah. And then she sends birds to, to peck, peck out, out the, the eyes. eyes. Of her, yeah, like the, the Grim, Grim, Grim didn't, <laughs> they, they didn't play. Like and when they it came got stories endings. from other places. Okay, now Netflix has two. I have seen both of them. One is called Walt Before Mickey, and it is, it's a movie. It's reenacted, okay? Uh, and you'll pick up some information that maybe you didn't know. It's okay. However, the one that I'm talking about is called Walt, the Man Behind the Myth, and it is narrated by Dick Van Dyke. And it was made as, two years ago. As yes. Bert from That's exactly Mary Poppins. Goes, hello, hello. Hello, hello. This is, this is Dick Vine Doc. Uh, yeah. Hello. And it's exceptionally good. Uh, just, I never really thought about it, but they're, they're showing him as, maybe I guess he's in his 40s or something, and he's with the animators, and he is acting out what the the Wicked Witch is supposed to be doing as she peers over the window, and he's acting out the facial expressions and how they brought in all the animals to do uh, to draw like the old masters for Bambi. If if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Jungle Book is the last film that he had anything to do with before his passing. And there is a period that Disney goes through in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. that does not have Walt Disney's leadership. I think I think Roy Disney was the one in charge. Mm-hmm. Um like we we don't think of it now because Disney is just this this monolithic like powerhouse. But there was a point in the 80s that like Don Bluth Studios, those movies were outgrossing mm-hmm. Disney animated movies. And I know that that seems unthinkable now, but like you you had these films that weren't connecting with audience. Like when when Walt Disney passed, like that company, like people were genuinely concerned mm-hmm. that Walt Disney might take a turn for the worse. And this like, may sound silly when you put it in perspective at what Disney owns, basically the world of entertainment. But what he did for animation and film is simply just as groundbreaking as the special effects in A New Hope or in Terminator 2 or Alien. Jurassic it was Park. Just, they, he, just was, he was a trendsetter. Mind-blowing what he did. Like, if you... The um, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Like, the the budget for that was astronomical because he had this idea of what he wanted the animation to look like in that, and they're like, well, you can't do that. But, like, you don't tell Walt... Telling you, don't tell Walt telling Walt you, you can't do. do that to Walt Disney is like telling Steven Spielberg, yeah, we can't make dinosaurs we like that. Or, or James Cameron, um, no, your movie isn't going to make $2.7 billion. Like, mm-hmm. the man was, he was such a visionary, like, yeah. in the same way that those two are, they, their minds operate, obviously, on different levels than we mere mortals... <laughs> and I don't know if if they can see the future if or, or what it is, but like he would just tell he's like, yes, we can do it. We're yeah. going to do it, and this is the movie That's that we're going to do it in. One of the guys said he goes, Walt Disney didn't know how to do it, but then he would figure out and say, and I'm going to figure out how to do it better. And he he did. He did what it like, me is that they would make these feature length films, and you got to remember they did this all on paper. 
and then they would color yeah. it. And yeah, then you're not you're together. not CGIing in anything. You're not, you're not digitally copying tablet. like mm-hmm. any of this. It's and I'm here, what like, they the did is extraordinary. And so, and I mean, honestly, the 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 artwork, the mm-hmm. the the artistry. He sent his animators to school because he said we were doing things that they needed to learn, or and they were the best at the time anyway. And mind blowing. Now I've forgotten. It was Chester. His first character that he made money off of at the time, the distributor owned your intellectual property. Yeah. And so the distributor said, hey, you know this this guy you've been drawing? Well, we're going to have someone o- else do it. Oswald, o- Oswald, right? Oswald, yeah, Oswald, yeah, Oswald. And they just, and they could, they could legally take his intellectual property, which now. By the way, like, Walt got the last laugh, yeah, boys. Yeah, that's true. I'm just going to let you know, like, <laughs> apparently that set him off, like, in a way that, like, Robert De Niro got set off in, like, The Untouchables. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm going to own every IP out there. I'm going to own your <laughs> IP, his IP. I'm going to take that IP, and I'm going to burn it to the ground. Yeah, pretty much. This is so. kind of a fun fact and also kind of upsetting. I do have a friend who, until I explained it to her, did not know who Stan Lee was. Wow. That did not know sad. what he did. I mean, that hurts. My like, head. she didn't know Tim Burton. She didn't know Stan Lee. I actually... I don't know how you do that. Yeah. I, I was like, what the heck? I mean, I know you don't know too much about certain movies, and I get that, but how do you not know... How, do you, how, how are you not how do touched you in some way by one of those? Yeah. Honey, some people, their parents just don't love them enough. And so they don't teach them the important things. You mean my entire school? Just how it is, man. <laughs> we did. I didn't raise your entire school, you know, okay? I can't. Adam and I, I know how to do it right. I'm saying my my kids know. Yeah, I'm putting it, I'm putting <laughs> it out there. Okay, my entire school. My mama didn't raise no fool. Your yeah. kids. Ex- huh? Your kids are exempt, but the rest of my entire yeah, school. Yeah, fair it's enough. Just, it's sad. Enough. It's sad, but that's. That's how you meet your people, because they were raised by parents who knew what was important in life. And it's where Walt Disney fits it's, into the world. It's almost like shooting up a beacon. Like, you, yes. once they see... Okay, you remember in, like, Harry Potter, Harry Potter when they throw mm-hmm. up the dark mark? And, like, yeah. the other Death Eaters could just be like, oh, mm, there's the other Death Eater. It's like okay, that, well, but that's not, not exactly evil. exactly how they do it. But not evil. Yeah. Okay, so first off, the dead. I okay. did. The, I just yeah, okay. touched no, my finger. It's on the uh, other uh, side of the know, arm. We don't care. Anyway, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm thinking that Netflix is going after HBO's awesome documentaries because the next one I plan to watch is They'll Like Me When I'm Dead, Orson Welles. Or They'll Love Me When I'm Dead, something, whatever. That Which is another depressing. fascinating yeah. person. Yes. And it's very depressing. And yes, uh, the Johnny Cash one is excellent as well. It's Johnny Cash and Nixon, and it has a clever name, but fascinating. So, and it basically just says Johnny Cash did whatever the heck he wanted, which is awesome. That's not inaccurate. No, it is not. But it's it's I've already forgotten the name. But it's so cool because we we know his sister and her daughter and her daughter, and to start out with Miss Joanne talking, is go oh, as Miss Joanne. Was it called Folsom County Blues? Like uh, it's it's um that's probably mentioned. It was really very interesting to see how the Nixon campaign was working with Cash. And then Cash went, ha! No. Then he he went to Vietnam and started thinking thoughts. And it's like, "Mm, no. And Mm -hmm. it was just, 
it was fascinating, really. It was. Uh, because he and his family, uh, he, he, he was a patriot, and that was his thing. Also, you got to learn that his dad hated him, and then his brother died, and his oh, dad blamed him. Oh, I knew about him. his brother died. That was horrible. Uh, Johnny yeah. Cash is one of the most genuinely fascinating mm-hmm. people, like m- musicians and just celebrities in general, like, period. Yeah, and when Fair I enough. first met his niece, I always remembered this because we have the same birthday, me and Johnny Cash, February 26th. So I told her that. And she said, oh, do you know Uncle Johnny? And I'm thinking, how would I know no, your Uncle, Uncle Johnny. Johnny? But after getting to know the family and going to his house a lot and stuff, it's like, I'm sure, had he been alive when I knew them, that he was just... He probably would have been, yeah. I probably would have known Uncle Johnny and called him that or whatever. I mean, Anna Grace sat in his favorite chair, and -hmm. now she knows how cool that was. But anyway. uh, Not that I remember it. I think Netflix is really starting to step up their documentaries because I have always loved a good documentary. They're stepping up their documentaries because Disney's taking every other movie. Netflix and HBO, I mean, are honestly like becoming kind of your, your boutique shop for... Television. I don't know if television's the right word for Nobody it anymore. Nobody goes to boutique shops. Um, but like, I mean, you want a good quality like television show. You go to Netflix. You go or to HBO. Netflix or, or HBO. Hulu. Like, you want a good documentary. Like, and that's why I was hoping the Christmas Chronicles was what it was because I thought Netflix produced this, and it has Kurt Russell. There is a chance that this is going to be exceptionally entertaining. And the uh, maybe this is what allows both of those places to do it. HBO and Netflix don't have um, advertisers, mm-hmm. which means like they don't they don't have like they're not nobody has them in their pocket. Right. Oh, so did you guys the, know all the... they have is subscribers? Did all you, you know? have to do is make sure that your subscribers mm-hmm. are happy or that you're getting subscriptions. Yeah. Like so, like. HBO, like whenever uh, John Oliver says something, he pretty much has carte blanche on whatever he wants to say, whatever subject he wants to lampoon. You don't have to worry about offending, you know, Viacom or or Universe or I mean, any of these things. You can say what you want as long as the subscribers like it. Like you can make a show like uh, Game of Thrones. You don't have to worry that like, oh, well, you can only show that after 9 p.m. Nope. No, it's. Because it, it it's pay, it's not even, both are not even both pay cable. Pay per subscription I yeah. that is a good way to describe them. They make the kind of content they want. They spend bukus of money on it because the, the money isn't passing hands from like them to the advertisers or vice versa. They're just getting the money. Like, I can't think of a show nowadays that like, I, I want to say 70, 80% of the stuff I watch is from HBO or Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, or Hulu. Okay, I'll give you like Looming Tower was good on H, but I, they're not producing necessarily the volume. Yeah, that the I know. Two of the, like the two of them are most producing. of what I see on Hulu is stuff that is aired already right. on a on, on a another network. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Being I'm talking about like first run. What it's not syndicate. I don't know what to call it. And it's it's about to be Amazon as we wait for our Lord of the Rings and so landing on and so forth. Jack Ryan. Yeah. And the Lord of the Rings is no small feat. Exactly. Well, it depends on who's so, behind it. Hey, we have, oh man, so much more binging and industry news to talk about, but we're going to have to wait uh, another week because... Well, seeing man. as how we do this at least once a week, I think that'll... 
We, actually, we do it if, every day. We just if, don't record if it all we the just, time. If we just exhausted every bit of information we had, like this wouldn't be a podcast. That's it would true. be a live stream that played seven days a week. Yeah. Like the fact that we can get this puppy down to 45 minutes to an hour every week that constantly amazes me. <laughs> you guys don't know what kind of... This is widget wizardry on the level <laughs> of Gandalf the frigging get gray. Okay? Just... Yeah. Flame of Undone, just crack. <laughs> Be prepared for She-Ra next week because there's a reboot that and I'm going to watch. And it's already up. Yes, it's already yeah. up. It's been up for two weeks, maybe, and it looks really good. Also, like Netflix just landed the deal with uh, the the with the Roald intellectual yeah. the intellectual properties of like The Witches, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Narnia. BFG. Like they don't need to remake they, those. They're they fine. are about to. Yeah, it's gonna but be they a big don't deal. need to remake them. It does. It, here's what you you will realize as you age. You remake them, you get more money. Well, no, there's that, but it's just generationally, for some people to really latch onto it, they have to see it at a certain age, and it has to be new and to them. They have to see it through their prism, and yes. like whereas in like the Gene Wilder version of like you're never gonna touch Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka you're not. for me. However, there's some idiot out there that thinks that Johnny Depp is his Willy Wonka. He is not, and that is a horrible movie. That's it's actually Gene the Wonder. only one I've seen. Yeah, I know. It is a well, horrible that, That's the point okay. I'm making. There are some people out there, for all intents and purposes, that's their Willy Wonka. And we will have another show, Don't You Two Go Off Right Now, where Adam will explain what Tim Burton uh, is good at and it will take him about two seconds and then anna grace will go on and on about you've known me long enough to know that i can't even get into the description (laughs) of why i can't describe something in two and a half seconds in two and a half seconds it took me 10 seconds to get that sentence out right there okay maybe Uh, i will get no no no. i know i know she literally just told us not to do this she is very pro burton and you're no no no. i'm not pro burton i like his style and i like some of the movie and we will save this she's saying save it we will save is what this. she's saying because we will we will break open the dam and those waters cannot be forced I back to, i have unleashed adam and his tim burton she, she already before. saw like the fire in my eyes when she did it and she's like i shouldn't have said it it's it's so so there's that but yes it's like telling mr t that you don't pity fools like just <laughs> You 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 had been, you better be ready for a fight. It's like telling you that Marvel and DC are stupid. You just don't. I'm saying like you, you just don't. Like, you you done you poke the bear. Like yeah. So we'll we're gonna save that for later, and we will uh, watch more things. Of course, there's something else I know I watch. Oh, eh, it's not that important. Uh, we'll just talk about it later because we can, and we'll be back next week. And you can't stop us. Time can't even stop us. We're going to last forever like this, Adam. If we could turn back, back time. Oh, hair flip, hair flip. <laughs> Do we believe in... <laughs> no. no. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to Binger Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. I'm Adam Craven. And thank you, Anna Grace, for popping in. Very welcome.